You're listening to Well Met. Well Met. A Hearthstone podcast brought to you by blizzpro.com. Well Met. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Well Met. We're here on episode 239. Hearthstone podcast brought to you by blizzpro.com. Today is Wednesday, August 5th of the year 2020 and here in Kansas City. I'm your host, J.R. Cook, and I'm joined by my fellow crew over in New Hampshire. I always kind of forget what state you guys are in. New Hampshire is not really a state you think of very often. So I mean, I think about it every day. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, maybe not you, but like, like when I think of the middle of nowhere, JR, I'm pretty sure I think of like Missouri or like Kansas or Mississippi. But at least you think of them. So, you know, when you think of when you think of New Hampshire, though, like you think of freedom and (laughs) like wildlife, no taxes. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. All right, you got me there. Uh, but yeah, those voices that you hear, Mr. Ray C and Mr. Danny Donuts. Uh, Ray, how, how's everything been going for you? Um, uh, It's just been kind of like very slow, I would say. I don't know. Just the, the anticipation of the new set is really kind of. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow, but like it's just been kind of killing my motivation to play standard like pre-rotation because I'm just like, man. Like, I'm going to have so much more fun once the new set is released. Like, why am I even playing Hearthstone yeah, I right now? So, I played so much Battlegrounds because I I want to play Hearthstone a little bit. And it's like, eh, let's stay away from Wild for a bit. Let's play some Battlegrounds. I'm still in the client, so it technically it counts. <laughs> yeah, I played bat- I actually got uh, coached in Battlegrounds by Shoop, who's like, oh, really? Know, like 12K or 13, something like that. I don't know. Oh, that's some- awesome. It's like some crazy high... MMR or whatever you want to call it. He has a bajillion points. Uh, it's It was interesting, man. It was a lot like learning a new game compared to like when the last time I played Battlegrounds was. Like That's how different it is. It's like such a such a different game than it was when it came out. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the benefits of it where like you just rotate in a couple new cards and the whole meta shifts. I really like that. Especially with how small the card pools are there. There's like, what, 50 cards in Battlegrounds at a time? Uh, it was actually the heroes. Uh, so before you'd always like level up on two, right? Well, there's so many heroes now where you actually don't like, you don't level up on two and they just have such specific strategies, especially a lot of the newer ones like uh, Maeve, 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 um, and the new uh digging one oh the I don't know digging girl called. yeah but do you you dig on one right yeah yeah you dig yeah, on yeah. one and then like you dig every turn literally every turn and you don't even really worry about leveling up on two or anything like that like each hero has its own specific strategy which you kind of have to learn that's optimal which is way different than it was before everything was kind of the same before where you would just always level on two and then like you would always level on like seven or something like that or when you had seven like monies or whatever you want to yeah. call it yeah. like there there was always like breakpoints that were the same for like every single hero so everybody was kind of doing the same thing and then trying to find the same minions whereas with 
the new the new stuff it's like really weird i don't know there's like way more variety uh with the way that you play the game i don't know if the meta i have i'm not knowledgeable enough to say anything on the meta but as far as the hero pool and like the way you play the different heroes like the variety in that and like the strategies is much much more diverse than when the game came out well the game mode's still in beta so yeah i like the aspect about it how they're the different minion types uh one of them gets rotated out each time so like for for example you won't have murlocs one game or you won't have demons you won't have this you won't have that so i I find that really interesting because it's like if you want to try to hard force something it might just not even be there yeah that was super interesting i didn't know that until like probably the third game where i was like i want to go murlocs this game like and Chup was like there's there's no murlocs this game i was like what are you talking about there's no murlocs this game and he's like yeah like there's just no murlocs this game like you can't even get the murloc hero which is actually really cool i didn't know they did that until uh until i found out like in, in the third game that we were playing i just casually never noticed that every time it was probably mechs like the first two times that we played or something and i just never noticed it yeah uh it's been cool to see what they've been doing with battlegrounds and they they continuously are updating it continuously making it better and uh like i was saying earlier i find it interesting that's still you know uh officially quote unquote in beta um and it it just kind of shows the iteration that they've been doing since they launched the mode to what they're doing with it now until they're gonna make it you know kind of an official release so it's I'm curious to see if they do the same thing with future modes that they make. And I like that they're paying attention to this mode like they are, uh, unlike what they've really kind of done with Arena. And it does kind of make me wonder if Arena's kind of uh, going out behind the barn at some point. It's due for an overhaul is what it is. If they replaced it with like what Dungeon Run is, where you get the different buckets of cards, I think they're, they've been a very safe spot. Like you go through and you can pick like two or three cards to put into your draft. That would be really cool. Yeah. Like that's how you overhaul Arena if they wanted to do it. Yeah, I <clears throat> I agree. Um, And the thing is like Battlegrounds is kind of taking that, taking that extra like alternative mode of play away from uh constructed basically uh that arena was arena kind of had at the beginning of the game but over time is hardly really popular at all i don't even think crip spring uh i don't even think crip streams it anymore does he i think he's no, he fully battlegrounds battle now yeah. yeah yeah and it seems like a lot of streamers kind of like that too they're either constructed mm-hmm. or battlegrounds there's just doesn't seem to be a lot of arena anymore it's faster paced so there's a lot more decisions than in just a normal game i'd, I'd say yeah interesting um but let's see how about you danny what have what have you been up to uh, i've been playing uh like i said battlegrounds i played a couple wild games here and there this week but mostly battlegrounds but uh, i'm yeah. getting excited because this is like the best portion of hearthstone like coming up tomorrow when you get to try out all the new stuff and People are playing bad decks, so you completely destroy them. But then in about a week or two, everyone switches back to Cyclone Mage, and you have to actually deal with like the actual power level of the current wild set. So this is going to be a wild week. And then nice. we'll see how we'll see how things impact it. I, I don't know. These cards are strong. This is a very strong set. So I'm excited to see what sticks. Because yeah. there are a lot of really interesting cards. Yeah. Um... 
as for me, I've just been, uh, uh, you know, baseball kind of started back up. Uh, that's been interesting to watch, even though it's just a giant uh, shit show, basically, because uh, the MLB doesn't know how to control COVID-19 at all, unlike the other sports leagues around around the world. Um, and then uh, Fall Guys, we were talking about that before the show, a new game that came out. I played it during the technical beta this weekend, and I'm just, like, enthralled with that game right now. Um, not enough, like, it's one of those, like, flash-in-the-pan type games, I feel like. I don't think it's going to have a lot of sticking power. Um, oh, no, it's going to be gone in, like, a month, let's right, be honest. <laughs> right, But I am enjoying the heck out of it and played it kind of all day today when I could, so. Um, but a bunch of my friends are playing it. It's pretty fun. Uh, tomorrow I'll be playing Hearthstone, so. <laughs> um, beyond that, we should probably head over into the Hearthstone news. This week in Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. So a couple things before we kind of get into like uh, kind of reviewing some cards here. Um, the first thing is like Blizzard had their um, quarterly Activision Blizzard uh, financial report. And uh, there was one thing that was kind of interesting from that, uh, that that we can talk about is Jay Allen Brack, the president, CEO, I think he's just president of, of Blizzard, um, ha- was talking about BlizzCon 2021, like er, like what BlizzCon 2020 was supposed to be. And we, we kind of got some hints that they were going to look at maybe doing some kind of event in early 2021, like maybe a virtual event. And he basically confirmed that that is 100% what they are going to do. So in early 2021, there will be a virtual BlizzCon. Uh, That's all the details we have. That's all we know. We don't know when. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know if, uh, you know, if there's things that we have to pay for or anything like that. Uh, But there will be a virtual BlizzCon 2021 in early 2021. And it's also not to say that there may not be a BlizzCon 2021 later in the year as well. Uh, that that detail's not there yet. So it's interesting that they're going to do that. I think it's cool. Anything you guys want to add to that? Uh, I mean, I probably won't have the patience to sit there and watch it. I'll probably end up watching like some type of like highlight reel of it just to see what's up. But I mean, that's exciting for like the people who thought that there wasn't going to be anything. Like it's better than nothing. Yeah. I'm curious to see yep. how they're going to do it. Like, panels, yeah, neat. I barely watch the panels as it is. Like, that's not the reason I go to BlizzCon. So I don't know what else they're going to do beyond that to make it enticing for me to participate. Maybe they do something like a, I don't know, some type of t- tournament for games. Like, that. maybe they'll have, like, a Hearthstone Worlds type thing during yeah. that. I I don't know what they could do because, like, you maybe it wouldn't be something that you end up paying for and it's like a okay the hearthstone stuff is going to be on the hearthstone channel during this blizzcon you know what i mean yeah where each game does it during blizzcon but it's on its own channel i don't really know also think of like all of the merchandise that they come out with for blizzcon every year right like think of you know they always have like the pin sets and people that collect pins and the collectibles um the t-shirts the um all of that stuff. I have a feeling too that most of that stuff has had probably already been manufactured and created, and they're just like, okay, how do we get rid of all of this stuff? Probably and, offload this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I wonder. I, I bet you that there's going to be some of that involved as well. 
Like, they'll have the BlizzCon store and things like that. Oh, yeah. I always like getting, like, the key art stuff, too. Usually the key art's pretty good. Yeah. I usually like, like the posters. And I have five the of them on my shirt. wall. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully that stuff is a thing. I mean, maybe I'll buy some pins just for the, just for the thrill of it. But it's not going to be the same, man. Like, no. Ugh. Like, that's, like, I don't even care about, like, anything else at BlizzCon, really, like, except for the people. Right. And just, like, buying stuff. It's so, it's so bad. I just, like, I love buying stuff there, man. The store is so good every year. Yeah. Like, like, my only, like, this, this is my experience of BlizzCon with Ray is standing in the pin line or going and getting food. That's basically all we did, Ray, when we, when we were at BlizzCon together. And then you say I'm gonna be places and then not show up. Well, yeah, that's you. <laughs> I mean, that's oh no, dude. I felt so bad when I was like, yeah, I'll go to breakfast with you guys. Didn't wake up. <laughs> Just didn't wake up. I'm pretty sure I set my alarm too. Like, uh, dude, I don't know what happens. I think like like there's like a like a alternate personality, you know, where it's like the sleep Raymond mm. who wants to get more sleep and he he just like shuts off the alarms once uh the awake raymond uh, goes to sleep you know yeah or or the blizzcon experience of ray asking me to come out of the party i'm in to try to get him into the party that's all I, I, I swear i got that email though <laughs> i swear i responded to that email dude <laughs> on god on god dude. I, I i responded to that email dude i got i got gypped that's all i'm saying man yeah um, I got bamboozled. <laughs> but either way, I'm I'm curious to see what they do with Virtual BlizzCon. Um, the other interesting article uh, is something that is kind of going on internally at Blizzard as a whole. And this has been a problem for... This isn't just a Blizzard problem either. This is a gaming industry problem. Um, but it, it seems like workers there at Blizzard, um, especially in the QA department, are... It, it almost seems like they're starting to unionize in a way, um, demanding more pay um, and, and, and increasing their sick time and things like that. Uh, and it, it seems to be getting more and more traction to the point where it's out in the media. Bloomberg just put out uh, an article about it. Uh, they put out one yesterday. They put out one again uh, today. And uh, there's some interesting stuff in here that they talked about is uh, I'll read it, this from the article here um, in the employee in the employee document reviewed by Bloomberg. Workers wrote that some are being paid below 40,000 a year. That's less than half of the median household income in Irvine, California, where Blizzard's main campus is based. Um, and, then, and then it goes on to talk about how Activision Blizzard reported second quarter revenue of one point nine three billion dollars. <laughs> Um, and this comes also comes off, you know, last year when they did the big layoffs and then like in their quarterly financials said, we had our best year ever in revenue. Um, so it's definitely a problem in the, uh, it's definitely a big problem in the gaming industry and, uh, the, the, and it, but it seems to be a bigger problem at Blizzard. Uh, one of the things that they also talked about in here, uh, that I thought was interesting is, uh, those who left said they got significant pay increases, some as high as 75% or 100% after leaving Blizzard for a comparable position 
at a different company. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because I mean, I under it's it's not right. I don't want to say that this is right because obviously, if you're if you're someone doing this type of job, you want to be paid the correct amount. But the amount of people who want to work at Blizzard because Blizzard yeah. is such a prestigious company like that, it it creates a supply and demand thing where they can go through and say, all right, we'll just pay them less than the average person. It's kind of like how, um, like so there are other jobs like like oil rigging or whatever where no, no one wants to do that job, but they get paid a ton of money because it's incredibly dangerous. So it's kind of like that supply and demand thing here. Um, and like, like you said, unionizing is something there. Um, but there's there's a big thing about company culture too, where it, as a part of this article, they said that they were on their company Slack and they started talking about uh, all of their salaries to each other. And uh, someone as a joke put Bobby Kotick's $40 million uh, on how much he made on like the uh on the side there so yeah <laughs> they went through and they anonymously shared uh salary data yeah classic is... bobby cocksuck yeah. <laughs> which is 100 really, it's cock face cock face <laughs> which is 100 percent legal to do um and companies obviously try to get you to not do that uh for for reasons like this um yeah, it's, right. It's you considered want... taboo in Western culture, mm-hmm. but there's no laws or anything that say that you can't. Um, nope. But uh, I, I think you're onto something there where uh, people would want to go work for Blizzard uh, because uh, that's, that's a dream that they've had. Um, they enjoy the culture there. And this is in the past. I'm going to use this like old Blizzard. They enjoyed the culture there uh, and other things that they saw as perks that they got um, instead of getting monetary uh, increases or, you know, comparable pay. Uh, I know I know for a fact that, like, I've been willing before to take less pay at a company if I felt that the work life balance I was getting and the culture I was getting was better than the current company I work for, um, where I might have been just working my butt off, but I was getting paid more um, because there's the whole mental health aspect of it. Of you know, I would like to feel better even if I'm making less. Money's not the end all be all. I think the problem has been in the last year, two years, uh, that culture at Blizzard has gone away, and now they don't have that culture, and they're also not getting paid worth a damn. And mm-hmm. and I think that's what we're starting to see here. Yeah, you're seeing the market shift back where the supply is starting to diminish. People are starting to recognize what's going on, and then the demand goes down on that one as well. So then you have to start paying more for that. This is like a market at work. (laughs) Yeah. But look at how, uh, uh, look in the last couple of years, how many people have left on their own. Uh, And it it just simply comes down to uh, they probably just, you know, if you're getting a, if you're getting double your pay, you're, like that's a big enough thing where you're gonna leave. Um, that's ridiculous. Um, I've tried working. I tried working for Blizzard ten years ago and um, almost almost got there. Um, and ended up backing out. Uh, not to say that I had a uh, you know, it was gonna be a for sure thing, but uh, it was gonna be a twenty thousand uh, dollar less than I was making in Midwest USA to go out to California and work for basically the same and probably work more out there for 20,000 less in an area that has significantly greater cost of living. And I was like, nah, nah, that's not for me. 
Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I feel like those people who are like super excited to work for Blizzard are younger people who are fans of the company yeah. and also are probably not tied down by any type of like family or something like that. Cause I hear all these stories about like, Oh, everybody's like living with like four root three or four roommates or something crazy yeah. like that. Yep. And it's just like, they probably could just have a job that paid the same and like lived in an area where they could probably just buy a house or something with like the same amount of money. So it's definitely, I don't know. It, I feel like they're definitely starting to take advantage of uh, the hype, uh, I guess. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say starting to. They have been this whole time. Um, but in return, they, they got certain perks out of it, um, like I was talking about. But those, those perks have become less and less as the culture has shifted at Blizzard, um, especially after Mike Morheim has left. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's cool to work for, like, a company like that, and they do some things like they do i know they do the disneyland thing all the and uh just like random things that are cool that you i always am really jealous of whenever i see a blizzard employee like post or like they'll yeah. get like those swords and shields yep. and stuff like that and i'm always like man that must be really cool but then you realize hey you could probably be making like double the amount of money you could probably buy a lot of swords and shields if you just made double the <laughs> amount of money <laughs> you, you could probably just you know <laughs> just like oh how much is that actually worth yeah so i hope what happens is since this is starting to get out in the media more and more that blizzard looks at this they start realizing okay maybe maybe we need to start you know paying our employees what they're worth maybe more than what they're worth that would be cool um, i could see it man I, there was actually i don't know I mean, at a minimum, they're going to do damage control right now, right? Because, I mean, if you look on the side, their stock is plummeting. So, you know yeah. they have to do some sort of damage control. So, at a minimum, that there are going to be some improvements. And I think that if the Blizzard employees are smart, they will go through and take advantage of this and make changes beneficial for the long run instead of taking some short-term thing. Because, it, I mean, ultimately, right, you're going to think that uh, the offer that they're going to get needs to be very concise, they need to be very articulate in what they're doing because otherwise it's just going to be some sort of small bump for everyone. And then it's going to, we're going to run into the same thing in about a year or two, right? It's going to happen all over again. So they should try to get some sort of pipeline set up so it works better for the long run rather than just looking short term. That's what I would do at least. Yeah. So, so something that's interesting is um, the Activision, like their most recent earnings, uh, call was i think it was today actually it was either today or yesterday and this happened about the same time which i wonder if it was planned i wouldn't be surprised but so activision like with call of duty all that stuff they're actually like more profitable than ever in that sense but the stock actually went down because of how much bad pr that this thing caused like if you look on just like any of the financial things it's like that's what they're talking about now right is this is this stuff when before like the stock spiked pretty hard actually like last week in anticipation of earnings and then that this this kind of just wiped all that hype out and it's going back down again which is if that was something that was planned that's actually super smart because that probably really pissed off the uh <laughs> people at the top yeah yeah but It'll be interesting to see, uh, and this has been getting traction for a while now. Like, I started, like, they really started talking about wanting to, like, 
uh, especially former employees are like, you guys need to unionize uh, or, or do something about this. And um, uh, so this has been talked about, once again, not only at Blizzard, but gaming industry as a whole. Because look at how many layoffs happen in the gaming industry and are just easily replaced, uh, which is a problem as well. Um, just the entire AAA gaming industry is not in a good place if you are wanting to be an employee. So um, anything else you guys want to talk about this or we want to dive into cards since we've got about 45 minutes to go? I'm uh, I'm a bit diving into yeah let's hop in all right um so the thing we're gonna do is uh uh we did this right before last set uh we have a handful of cards I want to say that there's 15 of them here and we're gonna kind of briefly talk about them real quick uh some of these we've talked about in previous show uh some of them are new and then we're gonna give them a rating each of us are gonna give it a rating of one to five. Five being the highest. Uh, I think I think uh, Danny's were like donuts, so you can give him like one out of five donuts. Uh, Ray, I think, went Ronas, so one out of five Ronas, and I went jerks, so one out of five of those. Uh, and then jerks it. Yeah. So and then we have an overall well met rating. So let's say a card gets five out of five from all three of us. That becomes the quote unquote perfect card, and uh, it, it gets a fifteen out of fifteen. Um, as like yeah, and then as like the best card, you know, that's, that's like the most high performance that a card could get as far as we're concerned. And then, you know, in a couple, two or three weeks, we'll go back and kind of see how we did. Um, last time we did not do well, so be prepared. <laughs> hey, I got the, I got, I got one of them, right? <laughs> I remember there was one that I talked about that was good. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was Skull, it was Skull the Minari. I got Skull, right? <laughs> yeah. I think overall we did okay, but there was definite misses yep all right so i just wanted to give everyone a rundown real quick of what we're doing so now i'm gonna go find the first card that we're gonna talk about and that one is a druid card called gibberlene and gibberlene is a one mana one attack one health um with spell burst summon a gibberlene uh danny this is one that you wanted to kind of talk about do we want to start with danny or ray let's actually let's start with ray I want to get Ray's unbiased opinion before Danny talks. Yeah. Um, well, originally, I just kind of wrote this card off as garbage because I'm thinking of it from like a standard perspective where it's just like, OK, you play this and then what you play like Innervate and then you play another one or you play the new Innervate and you play. I don't know. It just it's so difficult. So each one of these Gibberlings ends up getting another spell burst, correct? Right, right. So you yeah. could you, you, sh you could go like Gibberling, Innervate, Gibberling, Innervate, Gibberling. But that's like not even that good standard because like you have no hand. I mean, we have a new Jeeves that could help you in that in that area, but like it's so glass cannon and it's not even that strong of a board. We just don't really have good ways to utilize utilize Lots it. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. So I'm Kind of like, this is like a one out of five. All right. So you are giving it a one out of five. I'm going to go before Danny goes as well. Um, so I see this as a way to generate tokens. Uh, you know, like you said, it was spells, generating tokens, and uh, uh, Token Druid, had, you know, it, it it's always trying to find a way to get out as many tokens as it can and then use spells to buff them up. So it feels like a pretty good fit in that kind of deck, right? Uh, because of that, I, I'm, I'm also like, I, I also don't feel like this 
card is that strong, but I like the idea that it can snowball. Um, because of that, I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to go a little bit slightly higher than Ray just because of that, but I don't think, I, I'm with you, Ray. I don't really think it's that strong. All yeah. right, Danny, tell us why we're wrong. So, uh, so well, I think that you're wrong because you're thinking about the current meta. I, I think that there, we will get to this card. We will talk about um, what, what, the, the reader later, but I think that you guys are thinking about the meta in the current state that it is. I think aggro is going to be degenerate coming up at least uh, for for wild and for standard i think for you guys more so than me i think that aggro is going this is going to be one of the most aggressive sets there is so from there i i always remember that uh token druid is the aggro the aggro killer of aggro it is one of the most aggressive decks at least in wild um because it's the most explosive you're able to get the biggest boards out the quickest so uh, I, I have a feeling that this card is going to be fairly good. I, I don't think this is going to be a great card, but uh, this just because of you have the cards like Mark of the Lotus, you have all of these new zero cost spells, the one cost spells you have in Biggin. I think that's a card that you're not really thinking of as well because you get in Biggin and all of these other things. There are going to be a lot of really cheap spells in Druid. I think this is going to be a good card. I'm going to give it a three overall, um, but I, I, I do think this is worth putting on the radar. So this is, I mean, because I think that a lot of people had the same initial reaction that Ray had, where it's like, oh, I'll just overlook this card. It's not really significant. You're going to see this card. So it'll it'll see play in the aggro druid deck, but the aggro druid deck is going to be a thing. In standard, I think it's definitely going to be a thing. And in wild, like, I, I think that this takes, at, like, token druid, and token druid's going to be friggin' insane. Okay. So three. Three. I'll give it a three. All right. So, all right. So we're looking at a six out of 15. Uh, a little below average because Ray and I gave it below average scores. But, um, all right. We'll come. We'll see how, how how that pans out. Watch it end up being a five out of five. Um, so the next card is a priest card. Um, I don't think we talked about this before. Uh, Mind Render Elusia. Uh, which is a two mana, one attack, three health, uh, priest legendary, uh, battle cry, swap hands and decks with your opponent until your next turn. Danny, I'm going to have you start out with this one. This is a really cool card. Just the effect of swapping hands and decks with your opponent is a very strong mechanic. It is probably the one of the best counters to any combo deck, right? Your, your opponent's holding a combo piece. You can go through, swap decks with them, and burn their combo piece, whether it be uh, a Sorcerer's Apprentice, whether it be, um, I don't know, whatever combo piece. Mechathune, they're, they're playing um, Cataclysm that you can burn their Cataclysm. You can do all that type of stuff. Um, um, so that's one of the, the aspects of this card. Even in the middle of the game, right, you you are dead. You have no cards in hand. They have a couple cards. You can play this and then play some of their big threats. But against aggro, this is, it has an interesting perspective as well, where if you play this on two, you A, deny them their draw, because essentially what's happening is you draw a card the turn, you play the card, um, and then you swap decks over to your opponent. Um, so they will draw a card from your deck to your your old hand and it'll switch back so you're stopping them from having a draw that's something that i don't think people are really thinking about um 
And against aggro, right? You're not gonna you're playing priest, so you're not gonna have that many two three cost things that they could potentially play and ruin your turn. And so you stop them from playing uh, and getting board advantage. I think this is a very strong card. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a four out of five. Four out of five donuts. Yeah, baby. Okay, I actually talked about this card when I did a set review on my my Twitch channel. I talked about this card. I had an argument for at least a half hour about that specific thing where I was like, this card is insane against aggro because you time walk your opponent. Say you're playing against Hunter, right? So you play this on your turn two. <laughs> they're, they're going into turn three, right? So they draw an irrelevant card and most likely their whole hand is irrelevant because you're priest and you have things that just cost more um and you, you they just can't do anything like they go from being able to play like an animal companion companion and continue putting on pressure to literally just passing the turn because they have nothing they can really do unless they already have minions on the board and i don't know man i was arguing with brady about this and Rebecca. they were just like Brett, Brett, what if they just play your breath of the infinite now you have no removal for for their minions that they're gonna play later i was like i don't care I don't well, so think about that though. If they play the Breath of the Infinite, they they're not putting stuff on the board. Yeah, 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 that's one thing. But they're also, not putting you're... stuff on the board either way. But yeah. Well, the the thing about that too is that you're also denying them a card draw. Like they're drawing a card from your deck. It's giving you an extra card draw. That's something as well, where they the decks are swapped, so they draw a card from the priest deck, put it into the priest hand, and then they switch it back at the end of the turn. So you've skipped them from drawing a card, and you draw an extra card. Exactly. I try do I try I literally I tried to make my case for a solid half hour. I was so angry. I was so angry. I was I was like, this card is insane against aggro. Like you guys are actually just idiots. I don't even know why I'm doing this with you. You're all brain dead. You're all brain dead. I was so angry, dude. This card is insane. This is my favorite card. This card, card is crazy. Yeah. This is my favorite card in the whole set. Okay, aside from the whole aggro argument. Or whatever, like, because the same goes for again zoo and all that stuff too. Like, say, oh, dude, oh, the the best thing, the best situation that like I randomly thought of when I was in that argument was like, okay, say they have a scrap imp, right? They just like uh have a scrap imp that's about to go off. You just give them your hand, they buff all your minions, and then you get that's it sick. back, <laughs> and then you get it back. I'm sorry, I just had to bring that up, but um, yeah, except for the aggro thing, like, yeah, like you said, this is just kills any combo deck like even against druid um they have like innervates and stuff like that this also is going to change how people play the game when they have coin against priest because you could just do this and now mm -hmm. you just burn their coin and maybe even play one of their cards like this card has a lot of depth depth to it that i feel like people have not really talked about enough or kind of just glanced over because they hate priest and i don't know they don't want it to succeed because they're haters. So yeah, I think this card's insane. This is a five out of five for me. A five out of five. All right. This card is everything, dude. Kills combo, which is exactly what Priest needs. Yeah. It's good uh, against aggro. It's got everything. Man. So I will tell you what I thought um, coming into this, and you guys have changed my mind a bit. Um, I had it as a three, um, basically because uh, you, you've already talked about the. One of the reasons I was looking at it strictly as a combo killer. I'm like, this is very much a combo killer. Um, and, uh, you know, some combo decks are getting out of hand. I'm playing priest. I want to have this in there and 
just destroy the combo pieces <laughs> that can come out, right? Um, and I I saw it I saw it as a card that uh Danny would especially be interested in because this would ruin some of the wild shenanigans as well. Yeah. You know, a tech card uh to be able to dis- disrupt potential wild shenanigans and it's cheap enough to allow you to do it early, right? Um yeah, that's I didn't, big. Yeah, I didn't think about it though from the aggro perspective that you guys are talking about it. And after hearing that argument, you guys have pushed me up to a four. So I'm I'm gonna change my initial vote and in putting it up to a four. Uh, so we're looking at, was that 13 out of 15? Pretty solid. Should be 15 yeah. out of 15, but you know what? <laughs> some you lose some, I guess. At oh, least, well, at hey. least you saw the light. Oh, I did. I did. Like some other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think they just, I really think that they were just not rating it highly just to spite you. Just, yeah, dude. Just <laughs> to piss to get, you off. <laughs> exactly, dude. Just to get me going, man. <laughs> I think I convinced them, and they were just not having it. Like, they weren't going to show it, but I think I did. All right. So the next card here is a Priest Warlock dual card, uh, Raise Dead, which is a spell. It's a zero-mana spell. Uh, Deal three damage to your hero. Uh, Return two friendly minions that died this game to your hand. So you're dealing damage to yourself, and um, you're basically... It's not a resurrect in a way that's not going to the board. but they're just going back to your hand. That's even better, though. Because you yeah. get the battle cries, right? You get the battle cries to go off again. Exactly. So, so, Ray, like, go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm really excited about the priest cards, okay? Um, even though it's priest warlock, whatever. So, like, in priest, I'm thinking, like, okay, you play uh, the Galakron dude on one, and you play, like, this card or just, like, another battle cry or whatever, like a mind flayer. And even if it's just like two invoke cards that you're getting back, that's still really good, especially if you're getting back the one drop. I don't know. This card seems really good. Potential for a lot of value. Um, some people, when they were reviewing it, they were like talking about how it's an activator for some of the cards like Flesh Giant and stuff like that that affects uh, the cost based off of like your health changing and stuff like that. But I don't really care about that too much. I'm just thinking this is a zero mana plus two. Or plus one, I guess. Um, super value. I mean, the three damage, who really cares, right? Like, it's not a huge deal, uh, at least in Priest. In Warlock, I don't know. I, I have no well, idea about this card in Warlock, but Danny, you might I'm excited. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm excited about this card. Because if you look at it from the perspective of, let's think, I mean, for you guys, it's probably going to be uh, old school, like, hand lock. Is Mountain Giant in standard, or did that get rotated? I got ro- uh, that's that uh, Hall of Famed. Famed. Oh, Hall of Fame, yes. Oh, well, uh, I'm thinking a lot about, like, even lock. Even lock is something that, because of some of the cards that got put into the set, it's now, like, a prime candidate to be a resurging deck. And when you think about those types of decks, for turns one and two, you don't really do anything, but you drop down big bombs for the rest of the game. And one of the issues you run into is you run out of cards. So holding on to one of these, this will pad your hand for those Mountain Giants and Twilight Drakes, and then those are the first cards that get killed. And so, I mean, I feel that playing this is going to be like having two extra copies of Giants or two extra Twilight Drakes or two extra big bombs which is kind of insane um but also in reno decks this is a very interesting card because a lot of the early drops are um 
our battle cry minions like you said ray so in both reno priest and in uh reno lock this is going to be a, I, don't, I don't want to say an auto include and it's in reno priest it's an auto include now because it's a zero mana card so it combos with your raza so now you can get an extra ping and just it's three damage to you but you don't care because you're killing your opponent and if you have to for value you'll go through get an extra kazakis and extra zephyrs and extra one of those it's just insane because those are the cards you're playing early and i mean i, I don't even feel bad if i play a loot hoarder or a blood mage thalnos and get extra copy and say just can cycle again i think the biggest i'm thing, excited about this card i think the biggest thing for the for me for this card is the fact that zero mana um zero mana spells especially with this kind of value behind it are always kind of insane in general um but then you think of it as a fact that you're getting two minions that you've already played you're paying zero mana the chances of you getting to play that card again is at least one of those is a hundred percent chance if you haven't spelt if you haven't spent any other mana um so that's pretty cool in my my book sort of like a tutor almost like just generates cards that you already want yeah and they're, they're and you're gonna be able to play one of them at least if not both depending on what turn it is and yep. depending on how expensive the cards were yeah um, so uh we did not uh rate this yet though so ray what do you give it I this is like a four out of five Danny. definitely not a five out uh, of five but yeah yep i'm on the same boat with that four is too. solid so 12 out of 15 i think we're all on the same page on that one uh so the next card is a neutral card a voracious reader i'm trying to find out on my list real quick here um that was not that was like an epic wasn't it uh rare okay uh so voracious reader is a uh two mana minion uh one attack three health at the end of your turn draw until you have three cards so Jeez. yeah so this yeah. is this is similar to well, cards we've had in the past right so you, you you think that initially when you look at it and i think that that's where a lot of people are getting lost i think this is the best card in the set the hands down best card of the set because you don't draw cards for your opponent and this comes down two turns cheaper than Jeeves. Jeeves was on four. This is two. So you can go through and clear your hand quicker. I think that this is going to be the sole reason that the meta will shift. And I, I, I can almost guarantee you this card will be nerfed. If there is a card that gets nerfed this set, I'm calling it to be this card. This is a five out of five, hands down, broken card. Annie says this card will be nerfed. I am writing that down in our show notes, so when we look at this later, <laughs> I'm going to have uh, this note. I I mean, I don't see it like that. I mean, I do understand that it's a better Jeeves, right? Because it's only you that's drawing, and it's two mana instead of... It's also only one health less, so that's kind of insane power creep. By the way, Jeeves was, what, four, and yeah, it was Jeeves a one-four? Four. This is yep. two, and it's a one-three. That's pretty insane. Well, but technically, ins Jeeves did draw you one more card, but that's irrelevant. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this card is not going to be as good in standard, I don't think, because I'm not sure. Unless there's some type of, like, aggro druid or something that comes up. I feel like there's not too many decks that are going to be able to empty their hands effectively. Like, Zoo doesn't really even do that, because you have, you're like, you're going off the Scrap Imp engine. Really? And Zoo already has a bajillion draw effects, like, that are better than this. Like, just... Playing a two drop and drawing three cards is way better than dumping your whole hand than playing this and drawing three cards. Um, Trees doesn't have an aggro deck. Sh Shaman might be one of the classes that can actually use this card, but I don't really see that too much right now. Um, 
I'm thinking like Rogue is a possibility because you, you could do prep shenanigans. You could play this with Secret Passage and kind of have some crazy shenanigans that could happen. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard to empty your hand is what I'm getting at, except for in Druid. But I don't know if there's going to be an aggro Druid or not. Like what decks do you think this is going to be good with Danny besides Druid? I think it's going to be, well, I think that Zoo is going to be a good one. Shaman was one that I had in my mind as well. I think Rogue is going to like this as well. I think there's going to be an aggro Rogue. I I think there's going to be an aggro Rogue because right now you have the, I think there's just so much draw in Rogue that you can play some very aggressive stuff. I think that people are underestimating how aggressive you can go just because of this. I think that you can now, I think that you remember like when, uh, like people are considering playing Wisps in certain decks, right? Where now you can go through and it's a free 1-1 you can play out. And if you hit it with this, it's another card that you get. So I don't know. We may get to the, I don't don't want to say we're getting to a meta in standard where Wisp is played, but Wisp won't be played. The Imp will be played, but it's the same difference. I was yeah. thinking Hunter and Demon Hunter would also love this card. That's true, too. Demon Hunter doesn't really have uh, three or less cards in their hand too often, honestly. I mean, maybe they will, but it feels like right now, at least it's more mid-rangey, where it's like five and six drops are pretty much where the deck is at right now. And for Hunter, there could be an aggro Hunter, like... That is one thing that Hunter really lacks is actual draw. Yeah. And this, this, I mean, we could, I would not be that surprised to see an aggro hunter pop up now. Well, there, there I, has been, you know, the face hunter has been pretty decent um, already. Um, and it, one of the things that happens is it does kind of run out of gas at times. Um, and I can see this being maybe not something where you play immediately, maybe, but um, later on, you'll get down to where you're just top decking. You plop this down, guess what? You've drawn three cards, and maybe those three cards is enough to get you over the hump that you need to kill your opponent. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to look at what other aggro tools Hunter got from this set besides just this card, but I'm sure there's plenty. Like, Intrepid and Initiate is one card that I've been looking at, too. Even... Like Mage has so many other better draw spells, so I don't want to say Mage, but like, and the Intrepid, um, the Spellburst hunt, the Spellburst one two that gains plus two attack, I think is actually a card that people are sleeping on and could be really good in Hunter. So, what do you give it, Ray? Um, I think this card's like a four out of five. I don't think it's a five out of five for me. So you're not we'll going. See. You're not going perfect score. I'm actually going lower. I'm going three. Come on, make Danny mad. <laughs> make Danny mad. You're not going to make me mad because I'm I'm so confident this card is going to be nerfed. Call me on it when <laughs> call me back when we're, we're doing this when we do the <laughs> review. <laughs> well met reviews, well met. <laughs> yep. So when we do that, you can call me out on that. But I, I'm I'm standing fast. Yeah. So this one ended up getting 12 out of 15. Um, Danny giving it the perfect score for him. Uh, we'll come back and see see who is right. Uh, so the next card here is a um. Uh, Demon Hunter, I believe? Yep. Uh, Double Jump. Ah, there it is. Double Jump is a one-mana spell. Um, Draw an outcast card from your deck. Ray, let's start with you. Meh. Why? Why it's, meh? Uh, like, what? Meh? I, I mean, meh? It's kind, just kind of meh. All right. I'm not really excited about it. So, so is, it, is, that a, draw. is that a one meh or a two meh? It's like a meh? two because it's like a draw. It's like it draws cards. Like, that can't be a one, right? Like, all cards that draw cards can't be that bad. But, like, 
I like I understand, yeah, you draw it and like you immediately have it outcasted, which is cool and stuff, but like you know, what do we want to draw that for outcasting? Like I guess you get to draw skull. You get to draw cool. your skull. Yep. But like you have to I don't know. It's it's just not exciting, man. But Danny, I'm actually curious why you think this card's like So I'm excited well this is a little bit tricky where I'm excited about this card, but I'm more excited about this card for what it's going to be used for in three years. Because this <laughs> This is one of those cards that is going to be broken in three years. It's one of those things that I can tell you right now from learning about Wild, this is going to be one of, a very broken card because it can tutor for cards. When we get to, when, whenever they decide to print a very broken outcast card, this is going to tutor it. And you're going to have a combo and you're going to be able to specifically use this as a tutor for that. That's why I put this on the list because I, I'm looking real deep. If you, if you want us to, if you want me to say that this card will be nerfed, It'll be in three years, Jr. But All right, so you, you want to mark that one down here too, or no? I'm kidding on that one. Danny says this card will be nerfed in three years. <laughs> no, okay. So I think that this is something that they're definitely going to build a build upon, and as more outcast cards are printed, just due to Demon Hunter's low uh, card count in general, when a good outcast card comes in, this is a card that you're immediately going to think of. Think about how like Ankar was being tutored with Corsair Cash. Um, just to get the card draw for that one thing. It's kind of going to be exactly like that. Um, I think this is going to be a strong card on that. I'm going to give it a uh, a two for currently, but like in the future, this is a definite card that will be incredibly strong. Like, I think this is going to be like, how how strong do you think when Ankar was, how good was Corsair Cash? It was a really good card because it drew your Ankar. I think this is going to be the same exact thing, but I, I think that a lot of people were just sleeping on this card. I, I think you have good points, and if we ever do a review in three years of looking back at this set, um, may, maybe we'll look at this and go, wow, why did we all give it twos and ones? I'm giving it a one, by the way. <laughs> That's fair. It's, it's fair. I, I, it's what I expected, but yeah. I, I wanted to bring up that point. No, but that's, yeah. No, I, I think that's an interesting perspective, and hopefully I can remember in three years. Hey, remember that show where Danny predicted this card was going to be a problem? Let's see if I can find the sound clips of that. <laughs> Good luck ever doing that. I don't yeah. I, uh... I don't even remember what I did. For First, lunch we have to last make it week. through 2020, right? There's no guarantee we do that. Oof. Uh, Almost oof. there. Almost there. Getting there. Uh, don't say, don't curse us, Jer. Come on, man. <laughs> That's just now we're now we're all gonna die. Um, <laughs> uh, potion of illusion. I had that written down as a mage card. Is it? It's just... a, sorry, it's a mage rogue card. I think. Okay. Mage rogue. It is mage rogue. Uh, how much did it cost? Uh, these four. are so not in a good order. Cost four. Madrogue, Madrogue, Madrogue. Oh my god. Can one of you say what it is? I, I'm having trouble finding it. Ocean of Illusion is a four mana Mage Rogue dual class card, and it reads, add one one copies of your minions to your hand. They cost one. Oh, okay. Um, so this is similar to, oh no, it's not similar to what I was thinking of, uh, it's not similar to Violet Teacher, because these are just giving you really good... Like, if you have a bunch of really good Battlecry cards, you're getting them for one... You're getting one-one versions of them for one mana. 
or good death rattle cards. Either or one. good. Well, the, the the reason that I wanted to talk about this for standard is that this brings Exodia Mage back. This when when you when you run Mage, you have to be so now you have to be able to generate a coin for it. But you can do that with the quest and then like one of those three twos that generates a coin. But you can go through and put two Sorcerer's Apprentices up. You play this. You play the second copy of it. You get the four Sorcerer's Apprentices and. And then you can oh, yeah. uh, Archmage Antonitis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. And I think that this is, it's very interesting that they printed this. I think that the, this is a very good design decision by the dev team because they're, they're always hesitant to put infinite combos into the game but they put this into the game at the same time that we have mind reaver uh like elusia so the the control decks now where they have ways to counter it so they, they introduce exodia but they give a counter in the same set for it i find that very interesting and i really like that like, that's what you're going to be using when you're playing against Mage in Standard. You're going to be using Lucia to go through and dump your opponent's Sorcerer's Apprentices. Right. But every other class is going to be screwed. No, not necessarily. <laughs> Ag- that's the thing, too. This is going to be, in a, like I said, this is going to be an aggressive set. There's going yeah. to be a lot of aggro. So the one of the big things about playing against uh, Exodia Mage is you got to either disrupt it or you got to kill it. And so you got to go faster than it. So I don't know how well the combo is going to be, but I mean, I've seen people, they were trying it out with all like the, um, like when you had the fireside gatherings and such, and you were able to play this. Hmm. Uh, what, what do you think, Ray? Uh, oh man, I don't know. I think that, yeah, we have the Exodia. Like, I think it's cool because you can break up the combo too like you don't have to do it exactly one way like you can kind of play like antonitis and then um i forget what it was it was like yeah you can play antonitis and then coin out the potion and get a one mana antonitis right after you you still have to do like the two sorcerer's apprentices uh first but you can kind of break it up too like it doesn't have to be perfect just kind of cool like you just do like the antonitis first and then eventually like later on in the game you draw the sorcerer's apprentice but Oh, this feels too slow, man. It feels so slow. Um, outside of that OTK Exodia combo, I don't know. This card seems pretty meh. Um, mm-hmm. Not really super excited about it. Uh, in Rogue, I really don't even know what it would be good with right now. I feel like it's just kind of garbage in Rogue. But Mage, you have the OTK combo, and that could be that could be a good tournament deck. That's a really good counter to a lot of control mm-hmm. decks that aren't Priest. Because obviously Priest can just disrupt your combo, but... Outside of like a tournament deck, like a meta call, I don't really see the Archmage Exodia combo being fast enough. I feel like it's just kind of too slow and standard. Mm-hmm. I don't really have enough survivability. All right. So what do you give it? I think this card's like a two out of five because it's definitely playable. All right. Uh, it's just not. It's so niche that it's not something that I'm excited for. I after everything, I, I'm giving it a three. Um, feels kind of average to me. Yep. I'm going to give it a three is I'm going to give it a three as well. Um, I mean, it's just an alternative way to go through and use your combo. It probably adds some redundant redundancy to Exodia Mage and wild, but I don't foresee this ever seeing play in wild. So total of eight out of 15. Because Cyclone Mage is just stronger. This yeah. Is, this is the epitome of an average card for us. 
Um, all right, so let's see here. Probably need to speed things up a little bit. I know, Ray, you've got something here pretty soon. Um, how good are you on time? I still have uh, 15 to 30 minutes. Okay, that's not, so, that's not a good estimate. But. So let's try to um, kind of say maybe just a little bit about the card, say what we feel, and move on, just because we're kind of time-constrained on this a bit. Um, so the next card is a neutral card. Um, Vectus, which is a neutral legendary, uh, five attack, four, uh, or five, uh, five mana, four attack, four health, uh, battle cry, summon two one, one whelps. Each gains a death rattle from your minions that died this game. Uh, Ray, I think this was one of your cards, right? Yeah. Uh, this card has a lot of, uh, versatility. I was really excited for this in like a hunter because we have the new egg guy that summons a three, four. And we also just have a lot of good death rattles in Hunter in general. So I feel like this is going to be a really solid Hunter card that might be able to push that egg type variant. Uh, I'm always a huge fan of that kind of stuff. Outside of Hunter, I mean, we could just see this with high rattle, high value death rattles. Like um, if you play it in like a priest or something like that, but probably never going to play in a resurrect priest, but eh, we'll see. I think this card is just pretty solid. Like, Two one one whelps each gains a death rattle from your minions. Like that could be two huge death rattles. Even if you're curving out on five, like even if you're a hunter, um, I don't think that uh, like you need two two of the death rattles to die, right? Like I think that you can just have one death rattle die, and then you get two minions with that death rattle. Yep. So like even curving out into this can be insane. Like you could, it's a four four that could have two one ones that summon more minions. That's so many stats. That's so yeah. crazy. What What do you give it? I think this card is like a four out of five, but maybe even five out of five. Uh, if the If the meta's right, right now I see it as a four out of five because I haven't really tried it out do yet. Do I but dare I could give it a it four and a half out of five? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> All right. Um, go big or go home. Go big or go home. Fair. Fair. Um, I, I was also while you were talking out. I, I also gave it a four out of five. Um, I see it more. I see this more as going into like some of those big death rattle uh, decks that you were talking about. Um, I, I think that's where you're going to see a lot of value out of this. But like you said, you definitely don't want it to go in a resurrect style priest. Um, but I definitely see it going in some kind of rogue uh, rogue deck for sure in, in that sense. Um, Danny? Uh, I'm not as excited for wild with this card. Um, people were comparing this to Nizoth, calling it Nizoth Jr. But I, I don't. The big thing about Nizoth is that the bodies come back. This yeah. doesn't bring the bodies back so you can't get taunts and that's mostly what you're doing with Nazoth. you're doing it to get the void lords or obsidian statue or something like that that has a big taunt that has a crazy death rattle so i'm not as excited for this with wilds i'd give it a three but i i do see it as like a tempo thing even if you got like in like a reno deck and you get some like loot quarter death rattles blood mage thalnos for extra cycle that's not bad so i'll give it a three um the one thing that is going to be really uh really bad is um you you will see this in warrior i bet i bet that warrior plays this card because rattle gore will summon an 8-8 version of rattle gore off of this (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking of the rogue jr said rogue and i was like oh wait you could actually just curve in into this with infiltrator iliana or lily lillian 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 uh oh wow 
yeah. the four mana four two, the death rattle summon a four oh, two that attacks a random enemy immediately. So now both <laughs> your whelps are not only summoning four twos, they're summoning four twos that can just immediately hit the face. Yep. Which is pretty insane. I don't know, man. This card seems real good. <laughs> um uh so uh that, that ended up being eleven out of fifteen. Uh the next card we kind of talked about already, we talked about it in the last show. Uh, it's a rogue spell, secret passage. Um, I'm not gonna play the secret tunnel song this time, though. I think I outplayed that last show. Um, that's the one where you replace your hand with your with five cards from your deck, and then you swap back next turn. And uh, if you want to hear our analysis on this one, definitely listen to the last show. Um, but Danny, can you give just a brief uh, a take on this and, yeah, and what, so what you scored? <laughs> one mana draw five. I'm giving it a five. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ray? I mean, I think this card has the potential to be absolutely broken. If you just play this card and then you get a new hand and that new hand has preparation and a bunch of cheap spells, let's go. Let's get them. I think this card is a five out of five. I'm very scared um, that this card is going to be too good, but maybe I might be wrong. Who knows? I exact same reasons. I'm giving a five out of five. This is our perfect card for this set so far. A good old 15 out of 15. So uh, if you want to hear our analysis on it, definitely go listen to the last show. Uh, so Druid Shaman. Uh, let's see. That is Speaker Gidra. Um, I should have went ahead and tried to look it up while we were talking about the last card. Um, sorry. I've got So I've got like um, a spoiler list of all of the cards here. And that's what I've been using to like go find them. Anyway, uh, Speaker Gidra is a... Um, a th- uh, Druid Shaman card, like I said, it's a Druid Shaman Legendary. Uh, it's got, uh, costs three mana, one attack, four health. Uh, it has Rush, Wind Fury, and Spell Burst. Uh, with Spell Burst, it, it gains attack and health equal to the spell's cost. So if you played, like, a four mana spell, uh, this is now going to be a five, nine. And does that stay? That effect is, like, yes. permanent? Yeah, 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 yeah. This card's nuts, man. All right, talk about it then, Ray. Uh, so turn five. This is what I've I'm thinking. At turn five, we play this. We play Mark of the Wild, which it gives it plus two plus two. So it gives it plus four plus four and taunt overall. And now you have a giant rush wind fury monster just coming in and coming in hot. Coming in hot, man. I mean, even if you don't do that, like even if you play this on three and then like a one four rush wind fury is for one four, like we've seen that before, except without rush and then if it lives and you just play like a swipe or something, I don't know. Getting, this just keeps getting bigger. I mean, it only gets bigger once, but yeah, it's oh yeah, that's insane. right. That's right. I always forget spell is a one-time deal. Yep. Correct. But this is still pretty insane. I don't know. I feel like this card is something that a lot of people weren't really talking about too much, and I think it's insanely good. What do you give it? I think this card is like a four out of five. All right, Danny. What do you think? Um, my comparison of this card is to Flying Machine in, um, so in Wild, Flying Machine sees play in mech decks, and it is one of the scarier cards in mech decks. You have to kill this card. So, um, I think I this is very similar. <laughs> yep. Well, in Hunter, and it's more or less Paladin now, because Paladin is the mech deck, because there's a lot of the, mecha- uh, the, um, 
magnetic stuff. So, I mean, the, the big thing is that once it, the card seems fairly uh, innocent when you play it on board, but then the like Ray said, because it has the ability to buff itself up, uh, like that's kind of crazy. This is going to be an immediate must kill card every single time you play it. And if you if you get it on five, you can immediately go through and use the wind fear on it. I think this is a very good card for standard. I'm going to give it a, a, a three just because I think that it's going to be too slow for the token druid decks in wild. But I think it's a strong card for standard overall. OK, what about this, though? The new innervate, you can play that on turn three, then play this, then use a buff. That's fair. That's definitely true. You, uh, that's going to be uh, a completely game-breaking combo. I still think it's too slow, but uh, yeah, you might play it actually. Uh, I don't know. The Wind Fury is is helpful though. It does turn it where one of the one of the weaknesses you definitely do have in like hyper aggressive metas is that if your opponent gets ahead on the board before you can and you don't have anything that impacts the board directly, you have trouble. So I can actually see. Yeah, I, I might. I mean, you kind of convinced me a little bit. I, I might lean a little bit heavier on this and give it a four. Oh, going up to a four. All right. I might actually see play now that I think about it. The Shaman card too. I just don't yeah, know what it would true. be good with in Shaman. Well, my issue for Shaman is that anything that's not even is kind of not redundant. Good. It's not worth looking at. Yeah. Unless right. it's crazy. So, um, I originally gave this a four out of five until I remembered that spell burst doesn't keep going off. So it's not going to keep getting bigger. And then once I realized that I dropped it, I, I'm with Danny's original take on this, uh, before he was convinced and I was not, um, I think it could be good as a board clear, um, but I I it, I don't know if it's gonna ever live long enough to be that powerful. But I guess if they spend the mana to take care of it, that's you know something as good. Um, but I would just see myself wanting to play something different. I don't know. I'm well, sticking I mean, with three. You, you do have to. You do. You do have to think that I think Ray did hit the nail on the head with this. Is this? Both of those classes have lightning bloom, so you can cheat this out on turn. You play lightning bloom, then this, and then some two mana buff. Sure. And then it'll just go through and become a three six wind fury rush. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. God dang it. I'm sticking. With three. I'm sticking with three. I'm sticking with three. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold with my thoughts. Um, but yeah, it's probably four. All right. Um, Forest Warden Omu uh, is a druid, uh, legendary six mana, five attack, four health. Uh, has spell burst. Refresh your mana crystals. Uh, which one of you want to talk about this one real quick? That right. It's just a Maligos card, man. Play it for make it for zero mana. Play Maligos. Play this. Play a spell. Kill your opponent. Seems good. Uh, play this. Copy it. On once you have nine mana, um, the copy still has spell burst. So I think it's germination, uh, just four mana spell that copies a minion gives it taunt. The when you play that on this, the copy has spell burst, and you also just refresh your mana so you can play Maligos and then play another spell and then kill your opponent. So pretty good, pretty good, pretty crazy. Card's gonna be not fun to play against, and it's gonna make me very angry. <laughs> So what do you give it? This card's a five out of five, unfortunately. How about you, Danny? I mean, uh, I I see how this can break standard. Um, my my only concern is that uh, Aviana Kuhn is much more efficient at doing this because you can tutor all this stuff out. Um, 
But maybe there's some sort of new one that you don't even need to run Avionicoon. You can just Mally Ghost. So I'm going to give it a four out of five for that because it can potentially make a better version of the deck. But uh, I mean, if I, if that was a standard only evaluation, it'd be a five. Oh, wow. All right. I feel weird because I'm giving it a three. It's okay. So, you know. My heart wants I don't to know. give it a three. I don't know. I Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. Maybe it will. Oh, it will. It will. <laughs> Unfortunately, I will, probably, it will. I will probably be cussing out this card. I guess, but yeah, destroying us. Maybe, maybe I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stick with the three and hope that I'm right. How about that? You right. Wish it to become true. If I wish it to become true, maybe it becomes true. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, 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 there's hope. Well, actually, if this card is too slow and standard, that means Druid. Has even better things to do than kill you on nine. Yeah, it means Gibberling is really kill you on really seven. <laughs> no, Kale Toss with Gift of the Wild or whatever it is, the ten mana thing. That's mm. the other thing that scares me. Is yeah, like yeah. if this if this card is not good, then that means that that com that combo is just better, which is even less fun. But I hate <laughs> all of them. I hate any Druid deck that does nothing until they kill you. I just I cannot stand it. I don't know why. I just hate it. It's miserable playing against a deck that does nothing and then kills you. <laughs> All right, we got five cards left. Um, Priest Paladin, High Abess Allura. I think I pronounced that right. Maybe not. Uh, four mana, three attack, six health. Uh, spell burst. Uh, cast a spell from your deck and targets this card if possible, meaning Allura. Yep. I mean, you could play this with Librams. Yep. Like, turn four, turn five, there's a new card that's a Paladin card. That gives like plus eight, plus eight. So you could target this. Or there's also just like the light thing, uh, the eight mana one. That's a Libram, which gives, or Libram of Hope, that's what it is. Uh, restore eight health, summon an eight, eight guardian with divine shield and taunt. Uh, that card can also be cast off of this. So that with Blessing of Authority, which I think are both pretty good cards. And I think will be a very real thing, especially with Pure Paladin. I mean, that's really scary. I don't know. Just high rolling. That hard is definitely going to be a thing because it's not like you're not going to play that card. Like it's a four mana three six that even if you whiff, like you don't care that much. None of your spells that target things are going to really do anything bad for you. I'm pretty sure the worst thing you could probably get off this is like Libram of Wisdom number two or like a smaller buff. But the high roll potential is so absurd. That it, it is scary in priest. I think this card's pretty bad, but in paladin, this card scares scares me. Yeah. Are Are you ready for a fun one? Yeah. This card has another use that you didn't really think about. So in paladin, uh, is old doom still in standard? Yes. Tip the scales is a card. Oh yeah, the murloc people. We talked about this yeah. a little bit. Um, my review thing was uh, tip the scales, but you yeah. also have to play an activator for it. Is what you're thinking? Um. Yeah, but like you also have to play other spells, right? Like you'd have to be playing two spells and you'd have to hope that you don't hit the other copy of the first spell. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. That was the that was the hard part, but there are ways to generate spells. So one of the things that you do in wild, and this is something that you guys might take, uh, is, is that you play the quest. So playing the quest allows you to either just play the quest and generate coins with the um, 
uh, the coin dudes, uh, I don't even remember their names, or you can, like, play, you have the quest synergies, but you can play the deck without having to play the quest. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. That's yeah. actually you, really clever. Or you could go through and, in, in a match, like, let's say you get it in your opening hand, you don't need to play the quest because you can use the quest to trigger the thing. Is there any good way to tutor this besides the uh, three mana card that draws the lowest card cost in your deck? Um... I'm not sure about in standard. Um, is it a is it a minion type? It's just a normal. It doesn't have a uh, it doesn't have a uh, a class type, right? Or whatever. No, no, it's just a minion. Yeah. Um, I think it might have to be the because you can't do that for tip the scales, right? Because every all the murlocs are gonna be cheaper. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, there's not. Like I, I we I, we tried to think of this before, and it's like. It really wasn't too much that like too many ways to make tip the scales like consistent. It, you, I think what you would want to do is you play the old doom quest or whatever. You you play the 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 make the mummies or whatever. You're not going to try to complete it, but you're playing it so you can play the two uh, card draw cards. You can play the two coin generators and then you get to play the four mana, um, the four mana pirate dude. And then so you play that as a package and then you're able to generate coins. And then from that, you have two ways to activate tip the scales off of it. That's why, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch for while of her standard. But in wild, there are so many ways you can generate cards uh, for spells. You can like use hydrologist to generate a secret. There are other things like that that generate little like one and two cost spells. So that's something to look at. So, yeah. So what you're talking about is you can basically play play this coin out tip of scales and get seven murlocs and get six uh, murlocs because it's on the board. Six, but yeah, right. um, that's and, the idea. Yeah, or in Danny's case, play it with like the quest as a cheap activator, mm -hmm. and you're guaranteed to have the quest in your opening hand. Um, well, you do that in standard too because we have the quest as well. Right. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying you're playing the quest because it's a cheat. I mean, you could do that if it's in your opening hand. But I, my thought is that you play the quest so that you can get all the quest activators. Like there was a there was gotcha, a gotcha. yeah rogue there was yeah there was a rogue deck that did that in standard at one point right that played the quest but never tried to complete it. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking of when you said that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh. So. Uh, Danny, you were giving this a four out of five, Ray. Yep. I think this is a four out of five because it's gonna be really good in Paladin. I guess the worst card you could get is the um the uh, Libram that reduces your opponent's health to one and gives you one four weapon because like you probably wouldn't want to end up using it on a board that soon. But outside of that, almost everything else seems like a high roll or like a positive outcome or just like at worst you're wasting a Consecrate or a Libram of Justice, which isn't the end of the world and sometimes can even be really good for you this sounds like the card that can make paladin like pretty good so i'm also mm -hmm. giving a four out of five um so moving on here uh the demon hunter card uh, uh star student stalina uh which is a um is the legendary for demon hunter uh four mana four attack three health has outcasts of look at uh, three cards in your opponent's hand. Shuffle one of them into their deck. Um, so you can play this. Grab Like if they have three cards, great. You get to see all three of them. So that's cool. Um, if they have more, then it's going to randomly pick three. And uh, you can get rid of their 
they're a good card, basically. They're, they're you know, if they're playing combo or something like that. Uh, I, I always love cards that have some kind of uh, hand manipulation against your opponent. Um, and being Demon Hunter and Outcast and all that, uh, I like that they get this nice little tech that they can use. Um, I'm actually giving this one four out of five. Yeah, I think same. This is like what I wish that glare demon thing was from the other set. Do you guys remember that? The one that like yep. forces your opponent to play a card or like it gets discarded. This yep. is like what I wish that card was or just like a three mana card that says your opponent discards a card at random. Like that would equally be as insane. Like if this if this card didn't even have um like you get to choose one out of three. Like if this card was just four mana outcast, your opponent discards a card at random. I think that would still be good. Like I think that would still be really good. But like the fact that you get to choose between one of three cards, I don't know. This is it's really good. I love the design of this card. I don't know if it's actually going to be good because I don't know if uh, Demon Hunter is going to either be too fast to run it or like too. I don't know. I feel like it'll be ran no matter what, though. Like this, this is too good, right? Like it's too good. It's got to be like a four out of five at least. I'm I'm gonna put a push a little bit on the brakes on the card because I, I I had the same thoughts when I originally was looking at this card, but the fact that it has outcast is difficult because if you're the deck that's gonna be playing this is gonna be a little bit more mid rangey as opposed to aggro, and like. I don't know. Uh, finding like you're gonna have to manipulate manipulate your hand with this. It's not gonna always be active. That's the like if this was active, I would be fully on board with this. But the fact that it, you have to be outcast is the issue. Is it because like even in aggro, like this card on four take away your opponent's removal and then the game's just over. Like that seems pretty good. That's fair, I guess. But I mean, it, it, you need to either top deck it or like you have to shuffle it all the way to the left side of your hand. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a good card to hit off way. of that that double jump, though. It 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 is, but it's also probably not going to be the only outcast you're playing. Nor am I going to want to actually play that double jump card in my deck. So <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if the, if this card was broken, like if like let's say we're under underestimating this card, you could use double jump to tutor this. Like you could go through and say, my opponent's about to clear my board. It's turn five. I know my opponent's gonna play. You guys don't have mass hysteria anymore, but like it's about to be turn nine. My opponent's about to play plague of uh, death or whatever, and then uh, I'll go through. I will tutor for this card, and it comes in as an outcast because it's a top deck. Right, yeah. but as a demon hunter today in standard, I'm playing other outcast cards. That's true. Yep. So it's going to be harder to tutor in standard. Um, this might be another three-year thing for Danny. I mean, I don't think it's going to be good. I'm still sticking with the three. That's fine. All right. Be wrong. So we're looking at 11 out of 15 on that. Uh, yeah. The next card is another demon hunter card, Shard Shatter Mystic. Um, this one is a, excuse me, this one is a three attack yeah, it is a three attack, two health minion that costs three mana. Um, it's got battle cry, destroy a soul fragment in your deck to deal three damage to all other minions. Uh, it's basically kind of a hellfire in a way, except it doesn't destroy you. Dustbreaker. Uh, yeah, even a better, uh, better example there. Um, I'm, I don't know, like, I'm still not sure how good the soul fragment stuff is going to be. Um, I know you guys are kind of hyped up on it a little bit. Um, I'm I'm giving this one a three. Yeah, I think that's a fair number. I think I'll give it. I think it's a four. Uh, if the soul fragment decks are good, uh, it, 
if they're not good, this card's a one. But like, if they're good, then this card's really good. It's a uh, four. I so, agree. I 100% agree with that. I guess we'll see. Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah. we'll see. I'll, I'll give this a three because I don't see the soul, the soul shards being good in wild, but it's going to see play in standard, I bet. All right. Yeah. Uh, so 10 out of 15. Uh, so we got two cards left. Uh, one of them we talked about last week. Uh, but we'll do the one we didn't talk about last week. Did we or did we talk about this other one last week? No, I don't think we did. Um, it's a warrior paladin. It's a warrior paladin legendary Lord Barov. Uh, he's a three mana, three attack, two health. <gasps> Battle cry, set the health of all other minions to one. Death rattle, deal one damage to all minions. This is like a perfect warrior card, in my opinion. But what I really love about it is the fact that this gives paladin so many options now as well. Like, this is a great Paladin card, in my opinion. Um, and, and I can definitely see it played there, uh, even even though it's got, it feels like a ton more utility in Warrior. I'm giving this one 5 out of 5. This card's a remember, five when out five. Equ- remember when Equality was a uh, two-mana spell? Right. Well, this is plus one mana for a 3-2 with an additional effect after. Right. This card's insane. This is, pro- this is the best card. Like, this is like... The card that everybody just knows is insanely good, and I feel like like the whole community has unanimously just been like, "Yeah, this card's nuts. This card's just insanely good. There's no way this card is not gonna be good." I will, <laughs> I will like eat my socks or something. No, I don't, don't say that. We do no. We're not doing that. I've said worse. I've said I would chop something off. <laughs> if, so I mean, I mean, all right. But you did eat those Pokemon cards at one time. <laughs> I I did I I there's no way I'm gonna be wrong. That's how confident I am. This card is a five out of five, Jr. Like you don't I, understand how I much I believe. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Like I feel confident making those bets, man. Right. That's how uh, that's how strongly I believe. This is our second perfect card in the set. Fifteen out of fifteen. Uh, just for the show from last set, we only had one that was perfect and uh, ended up not being. By the way. So, <laughs> what was the card? Uh, it was the uh, Mave one. Oh, my F. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was such a disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> we were all super high on that one, and uh, it just never came to be. Card isn't even like a two out of five now. How how were we so wrong? I don't know. We were just like we were so high up on like this is like silence, and then but it's like, like but not <laughs> like but like this this. I, this card is not that. Like, we just this need, card is not that. We just need to go to our past selves and slap ourselves. That's what needs to happen. All right. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Is there any more cards? Because I... There's one more. Okay. And, okay. And, then we'll, and, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, we've talked about this card last week. Uh, this is Lorekeeper Polkat. Polkat? Polkat? I don't know. Uh, it's a legendary neutral. Uh, four mana, four attack, five health. Battle cry, reorder your deck. From the highest cost card to the lowest cost card. We talked about this last week on the insane things that you can potentially do with this. Uh, probably more crazier and wild than standard. Although both of you can probably do crazy things. I don't think it's a perfect card uh, because of those reasons, though. Um, so I'm giving it four out of five. In, I don't have any idea. So, like I said, this my brain is too small for uh, for this card. Like This card requires somebody like Rage to break it. My brain is too tiny for that. So I think this card is probably a three out of five or a four out of five. It's either going to be insane or just garbage. Which one? So, three or four? 
I'm going to give it a four because like, I guess if I think it's a one or a five, then I think I guess I should go at three, right? Actually. Yeah, you should. That just makes the most sense. All right, three. How about you, Danny? I'm going to give it a five just because I know it's going to be busted because we just have more options. And I, I mean, you can already build things, but as more cards come in, it just becomes stronger and stronger. It's a five out of five. All right. So 12 out of 15. So we ended up with two perfect cards uh, that we looked at here. Uh, one was Secret Passage and the other was Lord Barav. Um, it looks like for the most part, um, the majority of our cards that we talked about were 10 or above. It seemed to be 12 and 11 were kind of the sweet spot for a lot of them. We did have a few that were 8 and below, though. Uh, so we'll we'll look at this list again in about a month, uh, a few weeks, something like that. See how right we are. And uh, if you think that uh, we called any of these incorrect, feel free to tweet at us at WellMetPodcast or at our individual uh, Twitter accounts, which we'll give here uh, pretty quickly at the end of the show which we are wrapping up right now because Ray needs to potentially go somewhere pretty quick. Yeah. And I'm, it's I'm, not I'm late. The, and it's not the BM report. No. Uh... So let me go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, ways that you can help support the show. There's a couple ways you can do that. Uh, one is through our Patreon. Uh, just head over to patreon.com slash wellmetpodcast. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can uh, get kind of a pre-show, post-show, and most of the time you can get the show a little bit early. Um, this show we're going to release about the same time as both, just because the set comes out in a little less than 12 hours from now. So, uh, yeah. Uh, another way that you can help support the show is through reviews. Uh, you can find those at your favorite review uh uh, sites with iTunes, Apple Podcasts, which, whatever it's called today, uh, Google Podcasts, who knows how many. We're also on Spotify uh, and things like that. So uh, give a review there. We'll read it on next week's show. And uh, it helps other people find the show as well. Um, if you'd like to email us, wellmet at blisspro.com is where you can do that. Now would be a great time to email us uh, as you know, we're, we're no longer doing card reviews after this one. So uh, uh, we love answering your emails. and uh, Or you can hit us up on our Discord. Uh, if you go find our Twitter account, the Discord invite link is on there. I know Ray's already offering uh, at least one of our Discord friends a little bit of coaching, seems like. Yeah. So uh, definitely go on there. Like, I love talking on our Discord. Uh, it hasn't been super active lately, and a lot of that has been because I didn't realize for like a year I had the wrong invite link up. <laughs> also, just like Karst. I mean, it was active towards like when the set released and stuff yeah. last time, but yeah. I feel like it's a cycle, right? Yeah, like, it is. whenever Absolutely. a new set releases, everybody is like super active in Hearthstone, hyped up for like a certain amount of time, and then it just kind of dies yep. uh, for a little bit. Yep. So anyway, shout outs and how can people get in touch with you? Ray, I'm going to ask you first. And then after you answer, if you want to leave, you can. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to everyone who's going to watch me play bad decks tomorrow. And who has been watching me on Twitch. That's really awesome. I appreciate it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at PG underscore Racy and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Racy. And yeah, that's that's it for me. I will. I'm I'm gonna head out now since I'm late. But All I right. will 
I will talk to you guys next yes. week. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, see you. All right. Uh, Danny, how about you? Um, My shout out this week is going to go to the Blizzard devs. Uh, these guys are doing a really good job. I really am impressed with this set. Uh, a lot of really interesting cards and... I don't know. There's some cards where it's like, I just don't know if they're going to be good or not. It's not just if it's going to be good or if it's going to be bad. There are, there's a lot of potential, and I really like that. So I'm really excited to go through and do exactly like Ray and play a bunch of really bad decks tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DannyDonuts underscore HS. And as for me, uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Eldorian. Uh, Shoutouts for me. I, I Same thing as what Danny just said. Um, I love what the dev team is doing right now. I love what the uh, Ben Lee, the new game director there over at Hearthstone, is doing. I like the direction that he's been taking the game. Um, I like what they're doing with uh, the standard set designs. I think they're really interesting. I think, I like, I really like what they're doing with the game overall. Like, even with, like, Battlegrounds and, and these alternative game modes and just giving, like, I feel like Hearthstone, even a year from now, is going to even be a hundred times better than it is right now. And right now I feel like Hearthstone is a hundred times better than where it was a year ago. Um, and if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that for about two years ago, two and a half years ago to about a year ago, uh, we weren't that happy about the game in general. Like we we're just kind of like, eh, it's still fun, but it's not going in the direction that we like. Right now, I don't feel that anymore. And uh, I, I I think Ben Lee, the game director over there, should and his team uh, should get a lot of credit for that. Uh, I think it, it, they've been putting Hearthstone in a pretty good place. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's everything. So thanks for joining us for episode 239 of Wall Met. Uh, you can find more awesome Hearthstone content throughout the week over at hearthstone.blizzpro.com. Uh, you can also tweet us at Walmart Podcast or email us at walmatblizzpro.com with comments, questions, and ideas that you have for the show. Thanks to Jake Button New for our amazing intro music. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week.